killers, demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Text Chris Dave Saw Massacre. This is your host Chris Vandenberg. Alongside me as always is my co-host. This is not how we start. Dave Stoneborough. Uh, let's start off today, Dave, by asking a question. If Satan had a favorite candy, what would it be? Jeez. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, easy. Uh, cinnamon Hearts. See, I like it because mm-hmm. it has that, you know, spicy Satan. <laughs> <laughs> spicy Satan. Go on. You're on a roll. It's got that spicy Satan. Yeah, it just seems on theme. It seems on brand for Satan, right? Like it's they're super hot. They burn your tongue. Yeah. So I like that. Um, but I like cinnamon hearts. So I don't want to associate them with the devil. Why? Because What's wrong with the devil? Devil, devil, um, is bad. He fell from God and he tempts us every day. And I don't want to. Yeah, to do sweet shit like motorcycle wheelies and um, eat, uh, eat um, meat. Mm. Those are kind of great temptations that everybody loves. No, I don't think everyone loves those things. Yeah, and just true. even the... Con- I don't want to associate the concept of evil and temptation with a candy that I love to consume. But that being said, you know, now that I'm talking aloud, um, mm-hmm. it definitely serves up its own punishment. Because when I eat a bunch of cinnamon hearts... What's the punishment? Your tongue burns. Oh, it yeah. hurts. Just spice. You like cut up the top of your mouth, but you can't stop because you bought way too much at Bulk Barn and you're just <laughs> shoveling them. <laughs> I, I really don't like cinnamon hearts. I don't like I um I like cinnamon flavor. I like mm-hmm. that. As you a like sweet cinnamon thing. in your coffee that I make you. I know. I love it. It's uh, tasty. Uh, you guys don't know this, but Chris makes an awesome cup of coffee. I fucking love it. Um, Cin- what other? Yeah, cinnamon like, sugar. Like yeah, cinnamon sugar. Like cinnamon toast crunch. Like mm. uh, yeah. Uh, also cuts up your mouth. It definitely does. That's one of the bad ones for it. Um, like and apple cinnamon stuff is all yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinnamon so, and like, apple, just, great combo. The spicy cinnamon, I don't find like um, it's just sweet cinnamon. I don't find as good enough on its own when it's real spicy. I don't know. Right. It's not for me. Maybe it's more of the devil's candy than it is mine. So I would say the devil's candy is uh, maybe candy corn. Candy corn. Oh, because it's, it's like a Halloween. It's gross. I guess, yeah, it has the Halloween thing going for it, but it's also shit candy. I really like you like candy corn? It's I, just I like can only shitty. eat like a few, but like, because it's, yeah, it's like just solid um, corn syrup. That's what it is. Yeah. But they don't even put in like, I don't know if it's the right, like a, a better corn syrup, but it doesn't, because I like corn syrup. I like good, sweet flavored candy. Yeah. And candy corn doesn't taste delicious to me. Well, I mean, I think that a lot of people think that. Like I, for example, I can only have like one uh, marshmallow before they start tasting gross. But the mm. first one tastes awesome. I can have a few pieces of candy corn. And I'm like, what in the world am I eating? Right, right. But I do. There's something real satisfying about that, like how it gives, you know, and like starts liquefying in your mouth. This is gross, but I really like it. I think I prefer, which I think is a very similar candy, those uh, Easter uh, bunny candy things that are like chewy they're kind of like the same texture as candy it's the corn same you know thing, what I mean? man. it's the exact same thing but it, it tastes better like it has a better flavor than candy corn i feel right. like candy corn is mostly flavorless any other candidates for satan's yeah for satan's or the, candy or like the devil's, Dev- the devil's the candy. devil's candy <laughs> um <laughs> i i would say tootsie rolls but i've kind of come around on no, those no they're good they're i hated good. them as a kid i would i mean i remember trick-or-treating i have two younger siblings and none of us could get rid of our Tootsie Rolls. We tried to bargain mm-hmm. and trade, like, look, I'll accept your off-brand President's Choice 
dill chips. Just take all of my Tootsie Rolls, please. I'll take one candy for all my Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, but there were those like black and orange paper wrapped like toffee things that were like rock hard. Oh, that you're right. That's even worse. Those were the bad the ones. off-brand ones. Those like just to- yeah, because Tootsie Rolls they're pretty good. Yeah, and I like I said, I've come around. I've when yeah when you're I a kid, I, I get like getting like little you know fun sized chocolate bars and stuff like that is way more exciting. Yeah, but like I don't know, Tootsie Rolls are pretty good. Yeah, good. And I like like um, I also like the ones that were like fruit flavored, not just the regular, I don't um, know, whatever the hell they were like chocolatey. I know you're talking about, and you're right. Those are better. Those are good. Those are much better. Yeah. Um, Devil's Candy. Probably though, not for the devil. I think I think the devil would enjoy those Tootsie Pops. You know, like where it's mm-hmm. a Tootsie Center, but, but you see, I like those a thing, lot too. But they cut your tongue up like they, nothing else. Yeah, they they've got like air bubbles in them, and they've gotten like hard, right? So those air bubbles, as you like lick down to that level, are just razor sharp. Yeah, they just slice up your tongue. So they're come so on, tasty. Tootsie Corp, come up with a better technology. Get those air bubbles out of there. I don't want to cut up my yeah. tongue. Ooh, uh, maybe it's uh, those Canadian Tire lollipops. They don't do that. They've got those air bubbles right out of there. Uh, maybe uh, it's. Um, like peanut butter cups with razor blades in them. Oh fuck, that's probably it. Yeah, but that's that's like I agree that yeah, that's a devil's <laughs> candy. But I think the devil's smuggling in something after the fact. I want a devil. I want to know what the devil's candies are, um, on their own. Ooh, oh those. Because you can put razor blades in anything. Lic- licorice, all sorts. Uh, like with the that's a lot of black licorice candy. With- yeah, those old people candies. Yeah, and the Dutch, the Dutch love them. So I'm actually partial to those things. All right, all right. I do enjoy them. So them. I, I, I reject that as a devil's candy. Um, I think that wraps up our segment on Devil. what the devil likes for his candy. Yeah, that went a lot longer than I, I think. Hoped. I think cinnamon hearts was a. I think that's a good winner. I think it, I think it fits so. his theme. What about hot tamales? And hot, how about like a nice little party mix of hot tamales and cinnamon hearts and he's just i'm picturing him in like a cauldron like yeah. it's a hot tub but these things are just kind of floating everywhere he's just eating candy yeah it's lava it's a hot tub of lava and the candy's floating on the top and he's just shoveling it and la- laughing maniacally well there you have it folks so what movie are we watching today we're gonna watch devil's candy <laughs> which came out in uh 2015 2016 writer director sean Byrne, who we're not familiar with his work um, his other one was the loved ones, which was a festival darling. And he got that one after making a bunch of shorts that also did pretty well. So this is his kind of follow up to that. Sorry. What was it called? One more time. Loved ones. Loved ones. Yeah. You probably recognize the yeah. image of the, um, girl with like a crown cause she's prom queen and she's got a staple gun right. pointed like yes. right at the lens. Yep. 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 I'm with you. Yeah. That was, and that was I, Sean Byrne. Yeah. It was like a revenge one. Um, I believe where she asked someone to prom. He said, no. So she so staple guns him. Yeah, yeah all right. so it's kind of a variant on the carry theme, but it was supposed to be yeah. very good, and people really liked it. We yeah. just never... I think it still has a very high that's, Rotten Tomatoes score. That's where it sits in my head, because, yeah, I've definitely that's definitely been on my um, search list a few times. Absolutely, it's and I've just never gotten around to seeing it. No. But okay. we decided to go with this one, because it's more, more recent, yeah. and people, it's also gotten really good reviews. People are liking it. Yeah, the synopsis, a young family moves into their dream home in rural Texas in this creepy haunted house tale. Which is, that's great. We haven't seen a haunted house one since we are still here. Yeah. Um, episode 13. <laughs> that's an easy one to remember just because we've talked about it so many times. Yeah. Because um, of the couch thing. Cause of... It's a yeah, it's a pretty monumental one. Yeah, yeah, it was. Half our podcast ago. It's got uh, uh, Ethan what? Embry. You remember that guy? Mm, who's he? He's a guy in Empire Records and Can't Hardly Wait. 
He's the stoner kid in Empire. Oh Records. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, sweet. Who's like he eats a bunch of shrooms and which mm-hmm. somehow immediately kick in as he's eating them. Sure. And he's watching Guar on the TV and, and then Guar tells him, "Come that, rock with us." That's or whatever. St- that's still my impression of how shrooms yeah, work. <laughs> two bites and you're fucked. <laughs> like you have them on a pizza or something, and you just take a couple bites and like, Bwow. and then all of a sudden you're in the music videos that you're yeah, watching. Yeah. That's my experience with shrooms. <laughs> It also has Shiri Appleby from, she was the lead of Roswell, and she's in Unreal, which is um, a new popular show about behind the scenes of a show that's like The Bachelor. Oh, interesting. It does sound interesting. It's much more melodramatic than I would have liked, so I didn't get through it, but Chrissy loves it, and I think a lot of other people like it as well. I'd be very interested. uh, I've spent some time watching The Bachelor. Oh, well, there you go. I actually really love um, Burning Love. Have you seen that? No. It's it was like 2012 2013 but it's a parody web series 7 minute episodes of The Bachelor and mm-hmm. they did it for 3 seasons. Oh my god. One with a male bachelor, one with a female bachelor. The male bachelor is Ken Marino in the first season. <laughs> and in the second one it's June Day and Raphael from um How did this get made? Okay. And then the third and... season it's like a couples like it's the whole party house guys and girls together and will they pair off? But it's but it's, it's really funny. Like okay, Adam Scott a, is in it, Michael Sarah's in it, Martin Starr. Oh wow! Um, it's just huge. A lot of the party down people. It's just like a huge cast. That and sounds amazing. We should we'll check it out maybe later today. Cool. All right. Sounds good. In the Gorberger era at time. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like um, I've seen it a lot on Instagram. Uh, it sounds like people are really liking it. So yeah. No. I'm pretty excited for creepy haunted house movie. Great. Me as well. Yeah. Um, we just hit, we should say too quickly, we've hit um, 10 different countries as of yesterday right, yeah. that are listening to our podcast. Spain. Yeah. Spain is the 10th country. So now, um, hi to all our great listeners in the United States, Canada, Japan, Germany, England, Australia, Portugal, Sweden, Ireland, and now Spain. Yeah. And soon, uh, Jupiter. North Korea. What? Hmm? 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 Jupiter. Right. North Korea. Anyway. Uh, say your thing. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, what you always say when we're about to watch a movie. Oh, um, here, here we go. Uh, close. Uh, oh, right. Sure, of course. Um, and as always, chaos. No, nope, that's the end. Okay, try one more time. Uh, would you like to have a drink and watch a horror movie? I would, yes. Here we go. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> um, so... As it turns out. Turns out we were wrong. It was kids. <laughs> kids were the devil's candy. Yeah, I was pretty sure. Even after that reveal, I thought for a few minutes it would still be Cinnamon Hearts at the end, but no, mm-hmm. it was kids. Yeah. It was just kids. It was totally kids. And they had the little kind of red herring of the bowl of candy that he was eating the whole time, yeah. right? But it did parallel that once he was out of candy, that's when he first had to kill some kid. You notice that too? Is that is that how it worked? Well, I mean, at, after that first kill, when he kid, killed the kid on the swing... The candy was gone. We never saw that bucket of candy that he had ever again. Uh, didn't we see it? Or was it the scene where there was one last red one in it? Was that when the kid was there? Or that was that when... Um, the girl was in the hotel. When Zoe was in Zoe. The... Yeah. Um, I think I think it was when the kid was on the swing. That's my memory. But either way, in the, in the whole last segment, the candy allegory was just... We were done. We, we had the burning home. We didn't have to deal yeah. with a bowl of candy anymore. Yeah. Well, I am curious because I feel like the last time we saw that, that weird jar was yeah. yeah one little red candy in the corner and i thought that was when zoe was in the bathroom i thought that's when like, you're i think you're right i think you're right and yeah. that might have been the last one you know kind of thing yeah maybe yeah and that would explain why ray was so aggressive <laughs> i mean he's clearly aggressive the whole time with all the ki- kids that he's killed but yeah it's pretty it would explain that like do. this is one maybe one last kid because there's one last candy 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you recognize Ray? Did I recognize him? Yeah. He looks super familiar, but what's he from? I recognized him in the opening shot, which was super dark. That was one criticism I might have about this so movie. so dark. There were a lot of scenes that were, it was almost I a little was. too hard yeah, to yeah, tell yeah. what was going on. Like when the mom, the Ray's mom at the beginning was falling down the stairs, it was a little unclear. But even in that opening scene where Ray's just on the bed and his eyes are flicking back and forth, I recognized him from the eyes flicking back and forth. Well, okay. Because did you As... ever see Identity, the movie in, it came out in, I think, 1999 or 2000, 2001? I don't think so. It's like John Cusack. It's um, Ooh, maybe then. It's like a hotel. They're a bunch of strangers oh, at a hotel shit. and they're yeah. all dying one by one. Yes, I did see Identity. So you do remember the ending of that? Uh, I I think I've got a concept of how it ended. All right. Skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want to get that spoiled for you. But were they all like, or was it like the same person? Yeah, like it's all identities? the same person and they're all the identities in his yeah, head. And yeah. the whole movie, it turns out, was we're watching these split personalities kill themselves off yeah. in his in- head until to take control over. So the identity that was going to be left was one that takes control over the body. Great concept. Great. And the per- the body who they're taking over is that same actor. The one who played Ray. Oh. So in in the movie Identity or whatever, wow, you're constantly... Good, good fucking memory, dude. Yeah. I, well, I had that DVD and I watched that movie a lot. I really loved it. And in the movie, they cut back and forth between a courtroom scene where you're not sure what's going on because they're defending this guy, Ray, and trying to prove that he's sane. And they're constantly saying, or by the end of the movie, they're like, no, the identity that survived is a safe one. They're fine. It's right. not a serial yeah. killer. Um, but it, as he's in like the back seat of the cop car, his eyes are flickering back and forth in the exact same way it does in the opening scene. Oh, uh, and that, wow, dude, that is a good catch. It's great. But also, it's great casting. Like, for mm-hmm. that role, I, yeah. I would have thought like that actor is, I think, a great choice to play he, this. He takes on like a, a man who's like detached from the rea- like the real world in some way really, really, really well. And wouldn't you be if you had Satan yeah. whispering in your ear in Latin oh the whole time? God, that was <gasps> so effective. Yeah. Um. The the way that like that would get like louder, and then the people speaking to him in the real world would like get quieter, and you could tell that, like he's being called to kill kids again. And he was doing. He's been dealing with this since he was a child. Yeah. Okay. So of oh course, God. by the time you're in your fifties or however old he is, you just that voice takes priority. That's your true reality. Everything else doesn't matter because he's, you have this loud voice in your head. Like um like uh. J.K. Simmons in Dark Skies, how he had just like come to terms with the Greys. Yeah, like it seems like he's just come to terms with the fact that this voice. He knows he's like, I got to do the thing I don't want to do. Yeah, just so it'll stop. Like he knows he's he got needs to, to kill. But he spent what twenty years in um, twenty years in a mental facility. At twelve years old, he killed a nine year old, and then was in a mental facility for to, twenty years. Tried to bury him. I just can't. I can't believe that. I guess he was. The cops couldn't find him. That's how they justify why he's not locked up again the second time. Yes. Uh, the whole series of events started, I think, probably in. Jeez, I know, I guess not, because he had all those other kids buried, so he was just doing it. He well, he. I, I assume that they just didn't even find those second kids yet. You know, the yeah, ones that's what I mean. Is he had been just been doing it? Like, yeah. So I don't think it was because um, when he went to the park and he found those two kids, um, I guess did he take them both or he just took the one? That was that's what was so great about that scene is the one kid goes after the dog into the woods and you assume oh he's gonna kill this older kid but then he comes up behind the one on the swing it yeah. was so great so we assume he only got the younger of the two maybe I, don't I think know. he is looking for kids and the other one was like kind of older well, he was burying yeah. two suitcases later later that night no but like what happened is he went to that hole uh, or, or like he was digging up that hole and he had the one with him and that was the kid that he killed so I think he only took the kid off the swing. Okay. Because um, I think the other one was a little too old. Like, they're kids. Not not tasty enough candy for the uh, devil? Uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> it's just like an apple. Who wants that? 
Yeah. Um, so he had the one blue suitcase with him. And then when he dug up the hole, he, he like pulled out two or three other ones, which I think just shows those are previous victims. Right. Yeah. And that's pretty horrific. And I mean, it was kind of the underlying theme through that whole movie is kind of a classic horror movie one where the dead need to be redeemed. Their bodies need to be dug up and reburied properly, right? This sure. kind of burial yeah. rites thing. Yeah, I guess that's like the, or at least that's the, um, what's affecting the um, Jesse, the father. Yeah, um, it's the kid saying, the please, like we need to be, we need to be saved and claimed. But, Our bodies need to be restored. You know what I, I mean? I wonder though, because it was like, it was the same, like they were hearing the same kind of, uh, like you said, it was like a Latin, just like droning voice, like yeah. do things. And then he's painting shit about like, He's painting the devil's work. And then there's that stuff with like the art company or whatever, that art guy. So I think Ethan Ombre, what's his name? The dad? Jesse. Jesse. So I think Jesse, when he, once they moved into that home, was hearing bo- both the voice of the devil as a presence, but also the voice of the devil's victims. And I think right. the voice of the victims were drowning out the devil and causing him to make that painting and ultimately motivating him to, you know, once that was all over, oh, find these bodies and the second he uncovered the suitcases the sun shone through it was a really quick sequence at the end there but yeah, yeah. It, it it showed um, a pathetic fallacy it showed like you know we've been redeemed and everything's good now um yeah because he found the kids and that was like closing the loop of the you know it's yeah. i don't know why they played that clip over again it's like i don't know why they're screaming to me that they they just need to get out i don't know why it's happening yeah yeah, yeah. it's happening because they're on the land that is mm-hmm you know um it's it's just it's an interesting how this is kind of a common mythology that underlies a lot of our horror movies you know over the last series of decades that the dead need to be redeemed in some sense that if you're killed under bad circumstances and your body isn't given a proper funeral then you need to recover that body and somehow just by taking that body like your soul is is in turmoil until it can be buried properly or until the bones can be recovered you know what i mean yeah there's a lot of weird mythology but that's it underlies so many horror movies yeah it's like the um like it seems to me like it's based on like a catholic purgatory kind of idea as like there's this persistence that goes on until you know you go one way or the other it just it's like the blossoming point for this idea of the sort of like waiting room after you die. Yeah, I, th- I think it even predates. I'm sure. I'm sure like it does. To Greek like, mythology, to Egyptian mythology, just yeah. this idea of well, I, proper it, burial. You know? Well, this one when they're specifically talking about the devil, it seemed very Catholic. Fair this enough. Movie yeah. Specifically. Yeah, the fact that the devil was the antagonistic force, or whatever. Yeah. Clearly, Catholic mythology has yes. rid of that as well. That's what it felt like. But it's interesting how these ideas kind of are as old as human civilization, essentially, yeah. and they're still here. I really, I really, really like the part where um, they had that guy you're talking about the actor um he's, oh he's yeah other very minor role leland i want to say oswald or something but he's this incredible actor and he just showed up in not even in a real scene in a he's television tv scene. as like yeah. a tv like priest like he's talking great. about the the dangers of satan right and like painting it as my favorite thing ever in these types of movies like putting a real face on it in the real modern world is like you know he's not these crazy old images that we were like talking about um from like paradise lost he's not um hmm. That was nice. Uh, he's not um, like this. This I think they showed like the image of the devil from like legend, like Tim Curry's image of the devil, like all uh, like old masks and stuff, like all this sort of like images of devil. Like, that's not real. Even the statue from The Exorcist made an appearance. Yeah, in that's that right, montage, yeah. dude. That's absolutely right. Um, I, I liked the legend devil appearance better. Yeah, um, but yeah, you're totally right. Um, and he's like, that's not what happens. It's like it's this like constant evil force, and then he's just showing these images of like. You know, just 
people being killed and burned and just all this awful shit happening. He's like, that's what happens. It's just like Satan insists that people do these things and they do it. And that's the real danger. And that's the real evil. Right. And we saw that like play out as like, it's this like suggestion that is so powerful. You can see it breaking down his family. Cause he's just like losing that, um, the Jesse that is, he's like losing time in his life. You know, he just zones out. Yeah. And then like hours and hours pass while he's just like channeling the devil's artwork, mm-hmm. you know? And then I, I really want to like talk about like that, the artist, the art buyer guy and his secretary and that weird little demony company. They're, so, so strange, right? Like who this um art gallery leader guy is and his assistants. They, I mean, they give kind of a devilish impression they, too. They seem to me like, um, in, uh, XX in, um, the short film about, uh, my oldest living son, that's what it's called. Uh-huh. Um, how like everyone around the situation seemed to like know about this, like this kid yes. being like the, the, there's this sort of like collective understanding around the, the main characters. There was a very similar vibe with just those two, like the assistant to the art gallery and yeah. the head guy himself. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. almost like they, they appreciated that this person was channeling the devil. They saw the artwork that like he was the one who did it, but it's, it was the true like artwork of Satan. How did they describe it? Deliciously disturbing? Or yeah. 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 Delightfully disturbing. Delightfully something, disturbing. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe not the word delightful, but yeah. No, was, that was an interesting choice to have that other layer of, okay, the art world is appreciating this weird um, transference of the devil into art itself. Because it, when she's on the phone with him, she's staring off into space. She has like this yeah, real makeup. like... I took a note about that. Make, eye makeup. Yeah, her like the... Um, her mascara like... I don't know. Shoots off. wings. Yeah. They, they, like are really long and pointed and black. And they there's like red um, yeah. eyeliner. Yeah. Maybe. Um, and it, it's like a real devilly image and the, the the way she's talking to and she's staring he, right into the camera he approves like, yeah it's he likes your art yeah it, it was yeah really kind of showing that like these people also represent yeah that was super interesting the and mo- like it seemed like the kind of what the movie was going for is to show like this is how satan affects the world you know these are like this is where he's you know moving things around and causing things to happen in the world yeah through through people like through the preacher said on tv where where his pawns like he's not this external force he does his will through the actions of individuals and through the art of individuals yeah the the artist guy uh made satan art the um the mm-hmm. young nine-year-old when it started with you know developmental mental Ill issues thought of the devil as like someone who wanted candy and he just had to do it you yeah. know because that's what the devil wants like yeah. it's so cool how like each person individually manifests the devil in their own way yeah you know but again it's not i don't think for jesse it's strictly the devil who's manifesting the art and this might say an interesting thing to um who the art dealer and his assistant are and what they truly appreciate because yeah that first painting was just the upside down cross and he had no idea what it's coming from but i think the voices of the children who have been killed are also channeling his art and that whole picture of them kind of burning when he says why he can't destroy it, he's like, no, I need to get their voices out of me. They need to be heard, you know? So I think that the children who are dead are also inspiring that art and something about that appealed to the art dealer. Hmm. I, I wonder, um, I, I don't know exactly how that connection works with the kids because it seems like um, the children would not have been inspiring that like over, like all those eyes and the image on the top of the painting. Yeah, that's why know, I, th- I think it's, component? yeah, that's like, why that's I think it's, it's de- both. Yeah. Like I think both in the same picture, you know what I mean? But all the kids, like they're suffering pretty bad is like, 
Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, could be. I'm it, wondering. I don't quite know the motivation. Of I don't the either. Evil but forces I, here, I, cool. I really, I really enjoyed Ethan Embry's performance of that, like mm-hmm. as this tortured, like legitimately tortured soul trying to reconcile and deal with it and protect his daughter. Yeah, and having these weird time warpies that he can't <laughs> figure out. And yeah, he's just getting lost doing like it happens yeah. believably because it only happens like two or three times, mm-hmm. and like the the events are just so like yeah. fast paced, like the sequencing, like. Um, he zones out for the first like really big time. Yeah, and like I no, I think the first time he zones out, he paints the cross, and you're just like, I don't even know how I did that. Yeah, and like the wife's like, where did he, he doesn't freak out as much about it? Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, this just happened to me. And then the second one is that's when it's like nighttime, and he missed picking up his daughter, and it like becomes a big like an actual problem. Yeah, he looks out, and it's dark all of a sudden. And I think he might even give a line of dialogue, right? Like, yeah. what is it? dark yeah. already here yeah, yeah. He, he freaks out and he's like i feel so bad for him because he's so apologetic and he clearly yeah this family is so tight-knit or at least the son and or, or the father and daughter mm-hmm. like i i really like those those weird time jumpy things because those are scary to feel out of control of wow how did i lose this much time yeah like uh dark skies it happens in dark skies yeah that's what happens to them they get like controlled by the grays and they like lose lose all that amount of time yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah they lose their days and stuff oh yeah I vaguely remember that for what came to mind for me was the blair witch remake or the i guess sequel the new the adam wingard one that came out yeah yeah and they do it in such a great way i know you i'll, I'll spoil just this part for okay you sure and skip ahead 10 seconds scary cats if you don't hear or 45 i'm sure no many of you don't bother, haven't bothered checking that one out but one thing that i really enjoyed about it was it, it's kind of always night in um that blair witch like so many days kind of pass by and like how is it still night but every once in a while they'll just like be in a building and they'll just see like a crazy flash of light go by in kind of 30 seconds and it doesn't fully spoon feed to you what's happening but it's implied that when sunrise does happen they kind of slow down in time and they just kind of remain uh, immobile for the entire daylight just speeds by and it speeds yeah, by and then it's perception. night again yeah. yeah so you just see like they'll be in a room and you'll see like the sunlight gonna shoot across and then just be gone and be like what was that what was that light like you that think was, it's a car passing by or but something it was the day. but it was the day that went by very and cool it's so effective that is very cool yeah probably a great reveal when you finally figure out what's going yeah on. and they don't they don't tell you exactly what it is so that's that's my interpretation of what Shit. happens in the movie but it's good we'll that get we'll watch that we'll get your opinion of it sometime i'm sure yeah that, that sounds perfect but we still haven't even brought up miraculously one of the main overlying themes of this movie or choices to deliver through which is metal, metal. <laughs> dude <laughs> yeah. which is it's from the get-go it's so fun you show this family of all long messy hair and they just love head bobbing yeah. to loud aggressive metal god that scene in the car early on when they were just like, it was just super loud metal, and yeah. he's just like pounding his hand on the steering wheel and just like, you yeah, know, just rocking out, dun, 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 like just, and then the little bobblehead on the, the bobble. <laughs> on the dash, perfectly like, yeah, you know, headbanging to the music. It was so awesome. It's perfect. Um, and and, and the mom saying, "Yeah, can you do play something a little softer? What like Metallica?" <laughs> and the dad and daughter. <laughs> I loved. I loved their bond. I loved the bond yeah. between the father and the daughter in and this that, movie. That was really important because another thing about like possession haunting movies is that a really important component is showing the breakdown of the family or to show the breakdown of life as it was before this started happening. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's I don't know that's the real conflict in the movie. Um, and in movies like this, and because I'm gonna bring it up so goddamn much, Dark Skies, um, showing how like. The, it's causing a rift between family members and it's like um uh causing like you know uh other members of like police and child services things like that become involved with this um this problem that you can't like fully convey to them 
you know, like I'm losing hours of time out of my life and I'm hearing these voices yeah. and I can't totally explain to you why that means that mm-hmm. my whole family's in a lot of turmoil or, or why I can't be late. I cannot be late right now and I can't totally explain it to you, but it's based on all of these things that are happening that are so subtle and so small on their own that I can't really bring them up. And that did happen really well in this movie that like you saw that rift forming between these, the um, father and his daughter, they were so tight and so just like peas in a pod. And then they just slowly got like pushed apart by him being late. Yeah. Him being late. Just regular is, parental stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But which is being caused by the devil. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I really appreciated how, um, when they're going to the authority figures, usually in horror movies, the authority figures, right away are just kind of questioning and distant and like the writers are trying to convey like oh the skepticism about what's happening to try to ground it but they showed that police officer who was deeply sympathetic and on their side right away like we're going to protect you we're going to be here you know that felt very yeah. realistic to me in a way that's kind of counterintuitive well yeah for some reason like we're watching at that point in the movie when the police officers get involved we're watching a movie about um someone trying to abduct their daughter mm-hmm. you know basically a movie about a criminal trying to take their daughter and that the police would respond somewhat normally to that somewhat normal, non-supernatural thing. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this man is being driven by, like, the the devil's voice and that at the same time the dad's also kind of hearing it mm-hmm. causes it to, like, just get so much, so much darker. And when, um, and when Ray finally shows up uh, um, when the two cops are there... Yeah god i didn't know how he was gonna like take them out how he's gonna get in the house i kind of thought what he was gonna do is like sneak around to the side and they can't see him and he just puts gas in the house and starts a fire to initiate totally i thought he's just gonna burn burn the place down that's what i thought too i thought by chaos he would get in but i mean he just rammed the one of the cop cars from behind that they're standing in between to sandwich that officer that we were complimenting earlier in between two cars yeah. See, okay, that's so great because earlier, you know, that the preacher says we're his pawns. He doesn't manifest himself physically. It's just he uses all of us. Yeah. And there's no ghosties in this whole movie. It's nope. just humans doing shit to each other, but having the devil talk in their heads. That's a yeah. really cool element about this. I know. And I no was... jumps, no ghosty fake outs, nothing. It's just all humans attacking other humans. Yeah. And anything that's a jump, it's like a person doing something. Yeah. Like the car driving humans. by in the night, like, and he jumps out of the way at the last second. That was a pretty freaky thing. That's great. Um, I, I loved that shot too. And I actually wish that it was longer where the dad is apparently dead on the floor after being shot. And the camera is just placed like steady on a tripod, focused at shooting down the hall at the door, the closet. Yeah, yeah. Then the guy goes in, takes the daughter up the stairs. And it's just, there's like maybe 10 seconds where it just lingers on. Okay. The mom's dead in the closet. The dad's dead on the ground. And then slowly the mom crawls out and to see if he's okay. And then once she starts calling out, the camera shifts and gets like a stairs perspective and then shifts again and gets a perspective of him, her going up to him yeah. from on top. But I would have loved if it just stayed exactly where it was and just dead silent because there was no score for that scene. But for him to just kind of linger and for you just to be stuck and watching. Like yeah. there's this, they do it incredibly well in Funny Games, the remake, the Michael, when Michael Hanukkah remade his own movie for Funny Games. Have you seen that? I haven't. I, oh, I was, I was, shit. I was reading about Funny Games this week. Okay. Um, based again, I saw it on Instagram. I read about it. It looks amazing. I gotta watch it. You it are going with, to love it. That's Michael Pitt, right? Yeah, Brad yeah. Pitt, Michael Pitt. <laughs> it's Michael Pitt and um, who's the other? They get another great guy along with him, and the two of them are super creepy. And then Naomi Watts is yeah, the Naomi mom, I believe, Watts. and Tim Roth is the dad. Tim Roth. That's just, that's who I was thinking of. Yes, yeah. I love love that movie. It looked like a movie when I saw it. Um, I was like, 
How, this looks amazing. I, I watched the trailer. Actually, oh my god, dude! Uh, it's your kind ago. of movie. I know. I could tell that. I watched the trailer two days ago. Yeah, I, yeah. It looks amazing. Even looks like perfect. Watching funny games, it's hard to take. I think maybe funny games and maybe a few other movies are the reasons why I don't like Strangers as much as you because I think it does what Strangers does a lot better in a lot of ways. I've also I think I might have. We can talk more about this after, but I might have read too much. Oh fuck. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll, yeah. We Just because it's given me like things that. What I'm, in particular? Yeah. This will probably. No, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah, because I don't. I'm not prepared to look this stupid on uh, <laughs> on a recorded <laughs> podcast. Well, what's th- What's interesting about that one is that he made the movie in German and then did his own remake, shot for shot, with English speaking actors. So wow. You, I haven't even seen the original German one. I just watched the because um, I think that was 2006 or seven. Okay. When that one came out, but. I've watched it many times. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah, it it's up there, perfect. man. It's in, probably in my top 10 of... Really? Yeah, and it's probably at the top of the list of home invasion movies for sure. Cool. Maybe number one, yeah. Because it's it serves as just a great home invasion movie, but also a meta commentary on the genre at the same time. Sure, yeah. cool. Have you ever seen uh, The Collector? Uh, yes, okay, and cool. The Collection, the sequel, right? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw both of those, and fun. Such a great time. That's great. We should do The Collector, I think. it's That's the first one? Yeah, it's... Cool such a stellar movie yeah it is uh, we'll have so much to talk about but uh getting back to getting back to these devil's candy the but i mean we got butterfly parallels right at the start that made me think of before i wake mm-hmm. yeah, he's <laughs> and it's so funny how they handled it first of all like i think this movie is very subtly funny like there was a lot to laugh at just because of the way the characters behaved yeah i think it's a very funny it's, like when it's light it's really great it's yeah. so great you feel like really warm and attached right. to the family and the relationship and it's really they're really goofy no quirky it's, characters. it's just a good time like it's not the kind of horror movie where i think it just really wants to just be disturbing the whole way through it's a roller coaster at the same time yeah it's, as is evidenced by the heavy metal soundtrack too right oh it's got doses of everything it's got really yeah. light-hearted funny really like great shots like we were commenting throughout mm-hmm. every now and then we just have to like man that was a good shot like yeah where, shot, wherever beautiful. they shot this the locations are wonderful like even just that house on the farmland right these mm-hmm. big open fields where the yeah. kids were on the swing like that big open set was great yeah it was all great uh, it just looked really good but then at the same time like they my only criticism of all like the cinematography just like you said was the dark the how dark it was in some moments yeah like i just can't see features i can't mm-hmm. i could when you're talking about his eye flickering only when the light caught it could i even tell like i knew it was his face but could i really tell <laughs> right I'm like i haven't been introduced to these people yet. yeah I don't there know. were two or three scenes where it was almost too dark to fully appreciate what was going on yeah but I that agree. mostly kind of was taken care of after the intro of the movie like it was pretty it's true easy we, we to didn't watch stay there that. we didn't stay there yeah and it's like they're showing like paintings and stuff like really 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 great shots of like this oil painting in progress like that was constant the whole time. They like they were, they showed so much painting. And one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie was when they were he Ray was killing the one kid, hacking him up with oh a saw. Oh my god, that was amazing. The dad was painting the kid screaming from on the swing at the same time, and it would cut rapidly back and forth between blood splashing in the tub and him red splashing paint, red splashing. paint on the canvas. It was so it and was, like and yeah. heavy metal blasting. Like to me, heavy that metal. was almost like the climax. That was of the movie. one of the the best scenes like yeah. in the whole movie. And like that should just that scene should just be the trailer for the movie. <laughs> you know like oh can you imagine if they had if a studio had the guts to do that to the whole movie was just you're watching a paintbrush and you're watching blood in a tub and then devil's candy like as yeah. the title card that would be my favorite trailer ever that, that would that's that would, genius that would just be perfect and it wouldn't really tell you exactly what the movie's about at all that would have been perfect no it'd there be great for horror Take fans notes, everyone great for horror fans but in order to try to get a wide release which i don't think yeah. this got too wide of a release good it's it's <laughs> good just, yeah i don't I, I, we want people to watch horror movies like we want i think one like this we we would celebrate if it got 
more viewers or if it had a sure i i just personally love movies that people don't know about i think there's another one just for you know another time capsule has just been planted out there that people are going to come across if they haven't if they don't watch it in 2017 right they're gonna you know watch it in the next few years it's gonna go on netflix or something it's gonna have this release where you didn't like you didn't know about it you weren't waiting for it all this time it's just suddenly it's in your life and it's fantastic i think the void is going to be like that for a lot of people right or all of a sudden you've got this like yeah top tier mm-hmm. you know physical effects movie yeah and i think this one is like no i i, I totally think there is something to be said for that discovery like that feeling of yeah, especially that's when, that's a when a movie thing. kind of just uh appears on netflix and you're not really aware of it something like hush too right where doesn't have a very wide release it's just all of a sudden there and you're like oh what's this and you watch it and it ends yeah. up being great there's something exciting about that i think my concern is more about i want good movies and good directors with good visions to be supported <laughs> and i i don't want a limited release to maybe give studios the impression that oh we shouldn't invest in yeah. this guy who's got a great vision because he's not would, lucrative yeah i think that more about like uh like flim flan thank you man i'm cool with like before i wake coming out the way that it did mm-hmm. just because i'm like they're not hurting yeah but yeah you're right uh I, I've Sean, recently, what was his, what was his name? Oh yeah, let's bust that out again because I want to give. This I really enjoyed credit. this movie. That yeah. was really good. Um, Sean Byrne, Sean Byrne, B Y R N E. Yeah, Sean Byrne. And I mean, I'm compelled to now go back and watch his first one, The yeah. Loved Ones. Which, I, want, I want to watch Loved Ones now because it's probably why he got the support to make this movie because that one was so good. Yeah, it's come up so much. This movie was, it was really, really well paced. Um, I wanted to. There's a couple oh, like stylistic things. No, I no, wanted to talk about. you're totally right. Let's talk about that pacing because okay. it's so judicious. It was like an hour and fifteen minutes which is perfect. Oh, like God, not, it, we weren't too long at any scene. No, it ended no. up the right time. I think there are horror movies that need to be two hours long and there are horror movies that need to be an hour and 15 minutes. And they had the good sense to not let the movie extend longer than it had to in this there, case. There's movies that we've watched as well that have been like, they're an hour and 25 minutes, but they feel like two. you know, they drag on you in some ways. Yeah. You're right that this one didn't, but like to the opposite effect where I didn't feel like I just sat down for an hour and 15 I felt really entertained for just a meaty chunk of the day. I would have felt like great. I would have felt like it was an hour and a half. If I had to guess. That's what I thought. That's yeah. what I really thought. I'm kind of surprised that you said an hour fifteen. Mm-hmm. This like that's just such an excellent excellent use of space that you don't feel like it's a short movie, even yeah. though it kind of is. Like it's an appropriately length movie, but it doesn't feel short. It, it like just keeps the story keeps unfolding, and you know. He keeps getting the daughter somehow. Like, it's so good. And it all makes sense, too. Like, um, I think one of the, what traditionally might have been a really weak point in storytelling is when the car, the tire blew out on the car. Like, of course he's going to be late. Yeah, that that almost seemed a little easy. Yeah, but the shot of that, first of all, you see him at this crazy wide shot trying to pass a car on the road and then fishtailing out of control when this tire blows because that's what happens in a terrible old shitty station wagon when you're going way too fast and you just whip out beside someone. You know, the tire blows and he's fishtailing around. This other car is trying not to hit him and just blasts right past. He's on the road. He looks like panicked. Like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I cannot be late. She just got fucking like there was a man in her bed. You're saying the action and the cinematography of that scene almost justified what otherwise would have been kind of a cheap kind of a cheap reason to like ju- delay him even further yeah but then then he um he takes out his phone and he calls it doesn't work he's freaking out he calls again and it's just that voice again on the phone yeah. and that i'm like i didn't see that coming like they kept changing up what is possible in this movie so like so that when i was like i'm like blame he's gonna be late she's gonna get abducted of course i knew that was gonna happen yeah and then the way it happened is like he takes out his phone it's like beep beep beep. I'm like, of course his phone wouldn't work. And then it's the voice on the phone, like 
uh, I don't know, it reminded me of like Leprechaun being on the police <laughs> radio, you know, <laughs> like it was such a great little like, fuck you. Like, yeah, it'll work, but not with your mm. messed up brain. Right. Like it was, it was, it really worked for me. It's like a haunted house where the haunting still persists when you're out of the house. That's like, great. Yeah. That it's almost, awesome. it's almost not fair to really call it a haunted house movie. It's a possession I mean? movie. I don't, I don't think of yeah, it. Yeah. That, that spirit movie. is definitely present there. That's, that's the site of action, obviously, but it's hard to say that the house itself is responsible because typically those movies are like called like exorcism. Movies yeah. Cause there's an exorcism. Exactly. But. And I just, I love the restraint that, okay. Yeah. If the spirit is in this house, we're not going to shift things around on the walls. We're not going to move. There's no supernatural occurrence whatsoever. It's just, just pure naturalism. Just the suggestive that. voice of satan That's and it. only in the heads of individuals it's not like audible loud right it's only only what they hear inside yeah. and like they never show the um they never show astrid the mother um hearing it nor does zoe the daughter yeah um only these two characters ever hear it it's very true yeah. the two men yeah and yeah no i i had a lot of fun like it wasn't it didn't there were a few moments where it did really get under my skin and i did yes. feel that it was intense as a whole. No, as a whole, it was more just like a really fun, enjoyable horror movie. To yeah. Watch. It, it, the moment and the moments are probably because it was like very close to graphic kid murder. Mm. You know, like one of the greatest and worst scenes in the movie, like was when he appears behind the kid and that slow Such motion raising shot the rock. of the, he raises the rock and the kid swings back it's a towards little, him. It's a little drops, bit of a gotcha. He drops the stone and then it switches to the painting image of this tortured child. With the rock behind his head, yeah. yeah it's just amazing way to like Great curb, curb the, um, the shown violence while keeping yeah. it like gut-wrenchingly violent. And then they did the same thing kind of with the kid in the hotel room. They did. It's like he was just screaming and screaming and screaming and then you saw the paint blood juxtaposition rather yeah, than yeah, actually yeah. seeing a kid get it you know chopped up it was also i really enjoyed the escape scene when it oh, wakes yeah. up on zoe all duct taped up and it's just slow motion ray going back taking off his clothes to deal with the bloody mess that's coming grabbing his little yeah. bow saw and her just chipping away that duct tape she, and yeah. jumping out the window super she, effective she sticks it on the floor and then starts unrolling herself. yeah that was hilarious it was, brilliant it's great and then just even her just getting out and him grabbing the shoe like that was very exciting it was awesome yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and then you and then they meet up with her again you know like they go into the police station she's like they're shivering with the cop and they're like getting have this that, kid like, this kid is traumatized yeah. this kid is totally fucked you yeah know, I, this giant man who's been you've woken up in bed with him beside you yeah. you've woken up in a hotel room duct taped because of him i yeah, mean he's gonna kill you he's this, about to fucking yeah, kill you i mean this kid's gonna have to go through a lot of therapy i was i was thinking that too because like you know you see movies like before i wake where you know the kids manifestations like are killing people yeah you know so he's traumatized too but i don't know why i've never felt worse for like a, a kid victim in a movie than i did for this girl like it that was so her like he kept getting her and her dad couldn't protect her and wasn't there and suddenly like i think uh, the physical size difference is what makes it so disturbing too sure. just he's just this giant human being and she's just this tiny little girl you know it's, it's just like and it's so believable like not you know it's a movie but like how he shows up and just on his own with just a rock and a car, he's able to take out two police officers. And then he's got a gun. And when he shot um, Jesse, that sequence, Jesse's hiding behind the door with the bat. Yeah. And he's got the upper hand. That's, oh, I totally wanted to bring out the yeah, fake out. The, it was, did you catch that fake out? What do you mean? It's genius. He's, so it's this awesome, smart moment on Jesse's part where he sees the person, he sees Ray coming towards the door. And then Ray is on the right side and he runs to the left in 
view of Ray. So Ray can see him running. Then he ducks down and turns the other way. So that way he'll be on the opposite side of the door that Ray expects with the bat. Yeah, and, and ready then, to hit him over the head. And he jumped out, and as he jumped out with the bat, Ray turns around with the gun, and they both get startled. Oh, so neither connects. Ray shoots, or um, yeah, Ray shoots into the air, and Jesse like runs off and gets um, bang bang two random shots, and then he's got the wherewithal to at least point it at him, and he catches him. I love that sloppy boom, kind boom, of boom. action. Yeah, that was it's amazing. so realistic. All right, let's go to some of the Instagram comments Whoa. that we have. So on the Brood episode, the account Hartford Films. H-A-R-T-F-O-R-D-F-I-L-M-S said, I remember this movie. You going way back. Yes, we are. We going way back. Yeah, and I'm very pleased that. Yeah, um, people love that. People have been listening to the Brood episode. Again, in the last, I told you earlier, but in the last 10 episodes, that's the most popular one, Mm -hmm. and then Get Out. So that's that's very exciting. Awesome. Yeah. We like going back to educate ourselves about these horror movies, um, and we're glad that you're interested in listening along for the ride. Instagram is really helping us, like, fill out like the correct areas of yeah know, making it even what would you guess the number third the number three most listened to episode is after um in the last 10 after get out and the brood it is ouija leprechaun leprechaun ouija's too back earlier oh it's that's too far, far back, back earlier okay. yeah yeah but people are listening that's, to leprechaun a lot too that's awesome yeah it's leprechaun's great. the best and on the brood joris underscore roller steady also said this is wonderful so Thank you, Joris. Yeah, thanks. Thanks keep, everyone for keep commenting. rolling steady. Thanks, Joris. Um, also, uh, on the uh, Get Out episode, um, MZ underscore underscore Graham Emzagram, um, Esmeralda, one of our biggest Instagram fans yeah. and supporters. Yeah. Hey, Esmeralda. Hey, Emzagram. Uh, thanks so much for commenting. Uh, she says for the Get Out uh, episode. This is why I have trust issues. Well, <laughs> love. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But fair you enough. know, we we hope that a horror movie won't totally. Destroy your ability to have trust in other human beings. Yeah, uh, but I understand if it does. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Get Out. Follow your instincts. <laughs> um, and also on the Get Out episode, um, Child's Play 89 says, So far, 2017, best horror. Hmm. Yeah, well, I wonder when that was posted. Um, um, well, within a few weeks ago, but you're wondering if he saw The Void after yeah, that? You gotta see, there's a lot. Man, 2017 is starting strong it's with horror. It's off to a great start yeah. and different kinds of horror movies, right? Very different kinds. People I mean, trying Raw, stuff. hopefully we'll be able to see Raw in the very near future. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering about that in terms of best of list. Yeah. But for what it does, I mean, Get Out is excellent. I, yeah, excellent. and as like in accessibility and like, you yeah. know, the, the story, like how funny, how, how everything it does is done so yeah. well. I, I got to agree right At now. At this point, I'd like, have to say, yeah, it's number one. It's probably number one this year. Yeah. yeah. And there's probably other things I, I may personally enjoy more. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't go a day without thinking about before I wake. Like, that's great. Like, although is that, is that, are we calling that officially 2017 before I wake? Um, I think it's 2016, actually. 2016. It so, had yeah, its okay. release in September. So, so far, it's, year, it's get out. All right. So I got to agree with you on that. Uh, Child's Play 89. Thanks, everyone, so much for commenting uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Keep leaving those feedbacks. Tell us which movies you like and give us your opinion of them. We'll give you a shout out. Yeah. And uh, let us know if there's anything you think we should watch. And if there's anything that we said that's really dumb and wrong. We want to <laughs> know all that stuff. Thanks so much for listening, Scaredy Cats. This is the text Chris Dave Saw Massacre. I'm Chris Vandenberg. And I'm David Stoneborough. And as always, Chaos Rage, Chaos Rage, Chaos Rage, Chaos Rage. Ray rocks with the devil, Chaos Rage. I see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to sound so insanely bad, I think.